0: <laughs> Welcome to Down to Watch. This is a podca- the podcast that asks are you down to watch. I'm your host Camila and this is going to be a podcast with talk about movies and music and TV and pop culture and we're going to get into that. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. I can't hardly wait to get into episode 39 because my guest today is Lance Parkin of Locust Street Productions and the Locust Network.
1: Pleasure to be here.
0: Hi Lance. It's been a long time of coming.
1: Yeah, we've been trying to do this for a while. Yes,
0: and um, I was just a guest on your podcast.
1: Yeah, it's Creators Cafe, which will, should be out around the same time that this comes out. Like, your episode won't, but the show will debut, and you're the third episode, so soon Sweet. after.
0: Sweet! So let's talk a little bit about you and what you do. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Filmmaker. I've made a couple horror shorts. Done well at your 48s. I think we won the horror one last yeah. year. Daisy. Uh, I got some podcasts of my own on the Lowcast Network. L-O-C-A-S-T Network.com um, I have Big Room Every Tuesday Pop Culture Podcast An old friend of mine Matt We sort of talk about Pop Culture And how it's affected Our lives every, That's every Tuesday, every other Tuesday Every other Wednesday Chat Fancy Me and three co-hosts Sort of just Let you be the fly on the wall And the type of You know Best pod- kind of podcast For your At work or in traffic Type of thing Last Great Podcast, it's with two of my hosts, and we kind of go... We peruse the news, and we peruse HBO, and we... talk about the of... news and HBO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just, it's, got, it's got some blue humor in it. It's just two crazy dudes I just talk about those two subjects with exclusively, and we'll be debuting the fourth one, which will be one of our first guests.
0: Where did we get to, to like, just news and HBO? That show <laughs> is just... That
1: one is just, like... It started out as, like, a zany news show, but we started oh. on HBO so much, we were just like, you know what? It's about... Crazy news stories and HBO. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's your favorite show on HBO right now?
1: Um, my favorite show is probably Leftovers. Okay. I really liked uh, the first season of True Detective. Yeah. Those ones, people were really let down with the second season of it.
0: I didn't uh, even finish the second season. Yeah.
1: It, the first season of True Detective is one of my probably my favorite anything like movie TV. Amazing. I loved it. It's hits all the Nocturne mates. Got crime thriller in it. It's got like weird fiction like Carcosa and stuff. Like, right. And it's got you know great great dialogue. Like I love the characters. I love that show.
0: I heard that the third season has been like dead in the water. Yeah, <laughs> just Sounds like, eh, like it. never mind. I
1: think when that I think I can't, I can't believe I forgot his name when that director left. I think that uh, kind of killed yeah. the show a little bit. And...
0: well, it's like I did. I watched the second season and I love like for me to not finish watching Colin Farrell do something. Yeah, that takes a lot. <laughs> that means that that's a lot of people say Like, and so it's just like I I didn't care about anything what that was happening. I don't think I fully understood what any of the characters were trying to like it was no, just i just gave up
1: it's your classic like sophomore album syndrome i yeah. had all that time to think of that first season right and then asked him to pump out a second one in a year and it just he just didn't capture lightning in a bottle twice you know
0: yeah, that's a shame so in the vein of what's going on what we're talking about today let's talk about your high school graduation experience
1: my uh my high school i graduated in 2003
0: hmm baby <laughs> yeah just a mere 13 years ago what that is impossible 2000
1: yeah, yeah. I, I guess really 13, like, when did you say 93 94 is that what you said
0: me i got gra- i graduated in 94
1: yeah wow
0: and i have been so to my 20 year or is that a, high school reunion
1: <laughs> <laughs> or that's only nine years apart right 13 since me. i was
0: good and grown by the time you yeah. graduated from high school wow
1: that's crazy <laughs> But, like, yeah, so I graduated 13 years ago, and um, this movie was particularly, I was particularly fond of it because it came out in 98, which, June of 98, I would have been going into eighth grade. Mm. So, um, like, the prospect of high school was so, you know, fresh, and, like, this movie was telling me that it was going to be, like, dope. (laughs) So I was, you know, I I just, but I didn't, I don't think I saw it till I was in ninth grade. Okay. But it really struck a chord with me that for some reason has permeated the rest of my life
0: and so yeah so that's a little bit of the uh, personal history with um lance and his can't hardly wait that's what we're doing today by the way there's going to be spoilers um i apologize if it seems like that i am jumping ahead of myself because we have already recorded or we thought we recorded like 20 minutes of this yeah <laughs> then
1: was my computer really that, really that much
0: time I, maybe i don't know but yeah. my computer punked out on me and so we had to start over again so we're going to do this as best we can. So Can't Hardly Wait, 1998, it came out. The plot summary, the very brief, gener- generic plot summary on IMDb. Multi-character teenager comedy. No, multi-character teenage comedy about high school graduates with different agenda of life on graduation night.
1: Which is such a bare bone sort of...
0: That's yeah. like the... I would, is that the pitch line? Is that the, yeah, it's like the elevator pitch. The <laughs> right, movie. exactly. That's like, yeah. that's what... Old Harry and Deborah, directed and written by Harry Eliphant and Deborah Kaplan. That's what Harry and Deborah t- told the execs. It's yeah. like, this is what we got. <laughs> and it got greenlit. So, um, yeah, personally, like, this is Lance's all-time favorite film.
1: I mean, I, I got a ma- – it's definitely, like, my I, – I, I ha- I shudder to call it a guilty pleasure because I don't think it's a bad movie. It's you know? not when you do that, it's like a bad movie, right? It's, it, I that's think it's like a very underrated movie. With the truth ones.
0: about cats and dogs,
1: yeah, that would be a guilty pleasure because <laughs> <laughs> I really like them, <laughs> <No, laughs> but it's <laughs> not a good movie, yeah. Like, I mean, I definitely, I, I definitely have to have my guilty pleasure, you know what I mean? That I, I'm, I'm at a loss, but there's definitely a movie I like that's right. not a good movie, you know, I'm far from a snob. So, but this movie, I think it's an underrated ensemble comedy. You know, no, there's like a lot of it got lost in the teen movie rush.
0: Exactly, there were a lot of them that came out within those last those five years or so, yeah. and it just kind of got lost in the shuffle. And um, but there is like a beauty in some of the like choreography that yeah. goes on yeah. with this, like with a lot of the even just like all the background actors and everything that goes on. It's just very well done. And I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it when I watched it again. Uh, that how good it was. Not as not that I enjoyed it, but that how good it actually was. Yeah. Because if it's, it sucked, I probably would have enjoyed it's it. It's anyway. you think.
1: I have that argument. Like, not argument, but like, I'll, I'll mention I love that movie. And I get this like eye roll. And I'm like, you should probably go back and watch it. Like, Go watch it. Come
0: back and talk to me. All right. So, yeah. And I probably saw it one time in like 99 or 2000 or something. Like on HBO or something like that hadn't seen it since um because it was it was kind of fresh uh going into it again um but i do did remember uh jennifer love hewitt and her forehead so jennifer uh, love hewitt
1: that forehead is big in this one <laughs> <so big>. yeah <laughs> and like the
0: the way that she like the way she wears her hair or used to wear her hair it was like very a lot of volume up yeah, there it was like so up. It, was, it was adding a lot of height to her forehead and that wasn't a good look like but anyway, so uh, J Lo he <laughs> plays Amanda, who is the she's the big girl on campus. She's the prom queen. She is the be- the beauty who dates the I guess quarter. I don't know football quarterback. I, I think, he's, def- you, I think he's definitely a quarterback. I don't know. A chief. <laughs> Captain. That's what it would be. Captain of the football team. Yeah, I see. I mean, I'm not
1: a big football guy either. So I mean, you could have fooled me. I'm like, I thought it was. It's
0: like chief. Okay. Yeah. Sure.
1: I go home and I'm like, yeah, that that new chief of the of the pit, a pit.
0: (laughs) So amanda um, she's the hot girl. She's the it girl.
1: Only wears shades of blue. You know. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh, that reminds. Okay. I guess we'll come back to that. But um. Yes, so Ethan Embry plays Preston, and he is in love with Amanda, and has been in love with Amanda for the past four years since he first saw her the first day of freshman year.
1: And you apparently have a th- love Ethan Embry. As I, I do. I do too. I he pitter patters my heart. We have like, a lot in common.
0: <laughs> like, and I think it's not like he's not so much as to where he would be on my my top my five list. That yeah. you know. My excuse, my pass. Yeah, out of my. Mirror. <laughs> he doesn't make it that far, but I would absolutely hang out with Ethan. Oh yeah, I would, go, definitely go, would. Yes, just sit and talk with him, go have some beers.
1: Yes, I absolutely. would be extremely pumped me Ethan Embry. Oh but.
0: totally, <laughs> he and he either retweeted me or answered a tweet once and i had nearly that was like the best day ever oh really <laughs> yeah, so i was like oh my god best rex manning day ever
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess to answer i didn't actually answer your question the answer of my graduation was like yeah you know i i sort of it was sort of you know I, I didn't do a lot in i didn't do a lot in my senior year i i made only easy classes i didn't go i stopped doing any sports i didn't do any of that stuff i just breezed through I was socialized my senior year but like as i told you on the first round we did this <laughs> going into high school when i watched this movie i was much more i was much very much preston myers very much preston you know and loving
0: like, love yeah romantic
1: um, like everything's connected. i mean i still look for meaning and everything and still think that the, the the fate thing is
0: that's well, not a bad way to life. go about life yeah and i think one of the was it from this one um yeah the um angel the angel yeah. stripper her, Her advice. Yes, it's uh, fate only gets you so far. Yeah, it's up to you to do the rest, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, which
1: I, I, I sort of think that's true. Absolutely. You know, and like, but then as I said, by senior year, I was Ethan Embry meets Watermelon Guy, as I told you, Jason <laughs> Siegel? Yeah. Segal. So <laughs> weird. He's like a no-name role in this movie. Right.
0: Watermelon Guy. Yeah. He's in there for like I don't know, not very long, like two minutes long enough to caress a watermelon
1: (laughs) yeah have a few have a few funny lines one of my favorite parts of the movie we'll get to it is about him okay um so
0: yes so as this is what preston is but preston has been bested by mike who has been dating amanda for the past four years played by peter facinelli who was also like pretty big in like the 90s movies for a minute but most recently, he's been like the vampire dad on Twilight in the Twilight movies.
1: I'd probably say out of the out of the main cast, other than Charlie Korsma, who just stopped acting and became right. like a professor, he's probably I think he's the least probably successful. You know, he's like one of the headlining guys. I'd say right, like out, out of the top like six.
0: Uh, I don't know. Like it's it's difficult to because Ethan for yeah, a hot, right. for a minute I guess you're we right, kind of yeah. lost track of him. Yeah, like he wasn't really That's doing true. that much, and then I think like that. Cheap thrills like. is like really what can what brought him back yeah. into everybody's good graces. And then Peter Facinelli has been doing like this, you know, ridiculous role in Twilight movies. Like how many of them are there? Like eight or something? I don't know. And I'm sure he's making mad bank wasn't he married to Tiffany Amber Thiessen or no? I don't know. Um so anyway. <laughs> um no, he was on a terrible, short-lived TV show with Bill Bellamy. I remember, this. I remember this. or yes! something?
1: I Because to me, I saw it and I was like, oh my God, Mike Dexter. <laughs> like, I could see that that guy in particular. I could see him in the street and he'd be like, hey, I'm Peter. I'd be like, Mike Dexter. <laughs> Hello. Hey. <laughs> Please, Mike Dexter. Some might say you're a god. Some might say you're a role model. But I hear you're an asshole. <laughs>
0: excuse me Mike Dexter and just stop calling Mike Dexter (laughs) like the full name the whole time so speaking of Mike being a dick um, he has been uh, for the last four years he's also been making William's Life Hell played by Charlie Korsmo and uh, William has a shrine of shame of everything that Mike has ever done to him who has humiliated him for the past four years but he has a plan him and his boys, they're going to get him. They're going to lure him out of the, the graduation party and atta- tackle him, chloroform. chloroform him with some homemade chloroform, <laughs> and uh, strip him down, him, one of his, him and one of his bros, and pose them in compromising positions and take some Polaroids. Lured naked
1: embrace, one of my favorite. <laughs> Polaroids.
0: I larve it. <laughs> and after that, we've got Lauren Ambrose, who plays Denise. She is Preston's bestie and Lauren Ambrose. We all probably know her from Six Feet Under mostly, and uh, Lauren, uh, she's probably the one that I identified most with in high school. Just kind of like, eh, I just really want to get out of here. I'm just trying to, yeah. just trying to make it, man. I'm just trying to survive. Well,
1: I don't blame you after hearing that you had know, like a lock in graduation or something like that. Right?
0: <laughs> yes. So my graduation, um, I went to a private Catholic school and we had our graduation and then in order to keep the kids off the streets from doing something crazy, they locked us in and we had our graduation party there at the uh the auditorium where our graduation was. And it was all right. Yeah. But, yeah, I've asked a bunch of, like, awkward photos from it. It's just, ugh. ugh. <laughs> I was, high school was not a good time for me. Anyway, um, oh, and our big, bright, shining star, at least personally for me, uh, Seth Green plays Kenny, or Special K. Oh, man,
1: he's so, and <laughs> uh, what I call him, like, skin cringingly well, he yes. does this role. Like, yes, man. with his
0: twisted little braids with the rubber, colored rubber bands yeah, at the ends and his giant Jankos and goggles, and such big clothing, such big clothing, and his love sack, because Kenny is there to get laid. Loses virginity before yes, he graduates, before college. you college. Know, he can't be, you know, showing out, and he can't be looking like he doesn't know what he's doing once he gets
1: to college. I, mean, I don't know if you heard, but uh, in, in college, women on the pill, like <laughs> 90, 92% of women in UCLA are sexually active. <laughs>
0: I don't even think I'm going to need to um, insert actual quotes from the movie. I'm just going to have you just kind of replay it there for me, which is awesome. And, you know, every other teen star from the 90s was in this film. It was almost like there's like a hot second where uh, it's like Clueless. The, cl- yeah. the cast from Clueless graduated because I think like Breckin Meyer is in there and uh, Donald Donna, I forget what his name was, but Murray
1: from yeah. Clueless. And, um, Donald Faison, I think. Donald Faison, yes, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. In the, in the same band, too. Yes, Love Burger. Fun fact, uh, the, the one director-writer, the uh, the woman. Deborah. Yeah, Deborah. She actually went and married, Breckenmeyer. She's still married. Seriously? Yeah.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Fun fact.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> it's great. This movie, like, there's such a cast in this movie. We. <laughs> I'll tell like later on we'll talk about. It. There is a game that I used to play. That's, that's I can't wait to learn it. Yeah, I can't wait to learn it. said, game. it's very much like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Type yes,
0: of thing. because everybody is in this movie, yeah. and the fact that there's also what spoke to me personally is the fact that there are so many Buffy alums in oh, this movie. Oh yeah,
1: you blew my mind when you dropped so
0: that movie. many. There were nine or ten. Ten, I believe Buffy folks in there, and not and Seth is by far the one obvious. He's the yeah. most obvious one and only like a real buffy fanatic would really even notice these people. But um <clears throat> would you like to know who they were? Yeah, go through. Okay. Cuz
1: when I going into this, I knew you would you would be like, "Oh man, there's so many Buffy people." But I only thought it was like four.
0: <laughs> so we've like I said, we've got Seth definitely. Um Amber Benson who plays Tara, Willow's girlfriend for quite a few uh, or a few seasons. She makes a cameo. She's like little uh, zoned out stoned girl caressing a banana or dancing with a banana or something just for a hot second they pan across from her now, her
1: character is i think dated she's the hippie girl so i think her character is dated eric balfour's character because there's a part around the steps with the brownie is that the same character Or they have the brownie? i don't think that was the same girl it's not her? i don't think
0: no because i uh, i read not. that um her character was she was supposed to be like in a lot more like in the background yeah. doing stuff but in order to keep the pg-13 she was going like to wander in and stuff. Yeah, yeah. they needed to cut a down some a lot of the drug usage. <laughs> yeah,
1: which is crazy compared to... American Pie came out like a year later.
0: Right. Um, after, we've got Marcy... Uh, well, Cle- Clea Duvall played a character named Marcy on an episode of Buffy where her character disappeared. It was like maybe third season, probably second season. We also have Veruca, who is the first girl that... And I'm calling them the, their names that were on Buffy. Their character names were Buffy. <laughs> um, the girl, she had like a little preppy girl who was one of the first ones that Kenny hit on and tried to have sex with, and she embarrassed him. About, oh yeah, this is the Cheeto kid. This girl played Veruca, <clears throat> which was a female werewolf on Buffy, who ended up having sex with Oz, a.k.a. Seth Green, and causing some problems with him and Willow. Um, Kenny got
1: his chance. He did. He got
0: it after all. Uh, jock number one, who's like looks like just evilness, who you said look kind of looks like Greg Kinnear. Yeah. Also, he was in an episode of Buffy. Um, I think it was called, it was something where, it was a Xander episode. He was, uh, they were trying to reanimate the dead or something like that. Um, there's an Asian girl, the girl that Kenny that was like i'm just gonna sleep with the next guy that comes at oh, me it's like crying yes uh she was one of cordelia's besties in buffy and um jesse eric balfour was uh the stone guy on the stairs he was like jesse for the first two seasons of buffy which it he was like they're one of their best friends and he died terribly spoiler alert And it just kind of bothered me they never brought it back. They never talked about him again. Ever again? (laughs) Ever again. Like, he he starts off with the show, it's like, oh my god, Jesse, we love him so much. He dies in the second episode, never speak of him again. (laughs) Like, he grew up with him. Like, I don't understand. Um, The guy with the boombox that that, uh, Will starts to sing with, Yeah. he was from Buffy. He was on an episode of Buffy, probably a couple of them, just like one of those, you know, the typical jock that was coming through. And, um... One of the last guys to hit on Amanda. He was in an episode called Never Kill a Boy on the first date from Buffy. who He dated Buffy, and he was a real wet towel in that one. He's just, his character was so boring. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. I think that's
1: everybody. Look at all that. Look at that crossover with one of your other shows, you see?
0: It's amazing.
1: Can't really wait. You can't escape the net of can't really wait. It's <laughs>
0: <laughs> so wide and vast. Yeah. So... One of the things that I w- that struck me about when I mentioned the choreography of it, like in the beginning when they do a little flashback with Preston talking about um, how he first met Amanda and stuff. And as he sits there and tells his story and he's eating his pop tart and then they, they they make such a point of not showing her face and yeah. I just love the way that goes about the doing that and yes face and, and she turns and this and that and I was like oh my god this is this is going to be interesting this is going to be good well, because
1: the first time we find that scene is when she walks in the door like at the party you know and that, right. that one song I can't remember who does that one was in fact we all need to talk right guys oh my god I can't believe she came and
0: she is. Take me down, six underground. Might be like a Mazzy Star or something like that.
1: Because this one thing about this movie is the soundtrack. It is so
0: '90s. It's the most '90s that ever happened. That ever did happen.
1: Multiple Smash Mouth, multiple Eve Six, multiple Third Eye Blind. (laughs) And I still listen. Like I said, I still listen to Smash Mouth. Do you have
0: the actual soundtrack of
1: of that movie? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I did. I mean, now it's just like a playlist on my Spotify. I occasionally just bust out for fun.
0: You got to. Because <laughs> I, I
1: don't think we really touched in like the re-recording, but a lot of people find it very strange that I particularly love yes. this movie so much.
0: You can't see Lance, but to look at him, you would never, ever think that he, if you were to be like, yo, what's your favorite movie? Or at least one of your favorite movies, you would never, ever think that he would say, can't hardly that wait. that would pounce. That would just <laughs> absolutely just be like, oh my God. And not even just in just a passive way. It's very much, it's just excitement. Oh, I'm just it. like, ah. I can't wait to watch it again.
1: I love it, man. I watched it last night. You're for this? I was like, I'll throw it on. I like worked on my computer. Like I had it on.
0: It's like you would imagine, just something a little more gory, or like, I don't know. I hate to say Godfather. That's like, very yeah, I mean, it's very generic. People but. would guess,
1: like, I, like the, I mean, my, my body of work is particularly like I have
0: a gore,
1: yeah, gory and bizarre, and like and sort of intense. You know, like, have you ever
0: made a romantic?
1: No, but I mean. Comedy? I would like to I mean I would like that's when whenever I do this year 48 that you're hosting I would if, if, if romance came up believe it or not I would jump on it <laughs> you're like fuck it's yeah. one of the ones I want I want to do something completely complete opposite of horror because I I mean this movie like, I, I love it like I just I, I uh, we talked there was an episode of Pig Room where we actually talked about my love of this movie my co-host Matt nailed it and he said it's because I idolize every like I idolize everything as a story yeah. so what this movie is, is like a perfect idolization of high school And, like, I'm very nostalgic. So, at the time, it idealized my present, and now it idealizes the past. And since I sort of was close to that age group when this was out, and I remember these songs and this everything, it just, like, stuck with me forever. (laughs) Plus, it's so quotable, I mean.
0: It is. It's a very quotable film, and it's also, when I I think of it, I think of color. Just, like, a lot of color. It's very colorful, just because the 90s were a colorful time, depending on what click you rolled with. Yeah. But, um
1: like it captures like the 98 to 2002 period perfect. oh yeah shiny clothes oh bright shiny clothes bright like,
0: shiny plastic just bright and big
1: the only thing this movie doesn't really grab like the only person I see missing maybe it's because since it's 98 it was just starting there isn't like the skate pop punk guy no you know, like like the blink 182 guy because that was more... that's That was starting. Like, Bingo 2 mm. has a song in it. Right. But, like, like damn but it's damn it. Before that end of the statement right. like, 99, and that became, like, the thing. Yeah. So that's really, from 98 to 2002, that's, like, the only one missing. You get everybody else, though. But I think it's just more a product of it was made at the start of the trend.
0: Yeah, they so. they didn't have... Yeah, they couldn't... They didn't grasp it yet. But it's Which
1: I was that guy in 2002. I was...
0: I was close to that. Like, I was a little skater for a yeah. while. <laughs>
1: and I like, when I was an I like painted my fingernails on one hand. Ah. I, wore, I wore trucker hats and like, how are those yes. steel steel ball I, necklaces?
0: Yes. <laughs> From PacSun. Sun? Yeah.
1: I had like my, my pyramid bracelet, oh. like, my pyramid, like, uh, oh, leather and metal pyramid bracelet. Uh,
0: you know, I do. Um, even though I was very much present I do love the 80s the 90s That's a very special place in my heart oh, I love my, it's I just love her. and yes I always have a nice 90s uh, playlist ago. <laughs> oh,
1: 94 <laughs> to 04 I don't even get me
0: started oh my god it was amazing Um, so yeah uh, so the, there's the choreography of this film there's the you know you've got obviously typical high school film we've got our clear social boundaries of the jocks and the geeks and the popular kids and blah 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 and um, and just how there's always like the, the one that's kind of nondescript, which is where Preston and Denise, I, I think kind of fall in where they, yeah. they don't really fit into one of those cliques, but they're not outside of it either. And, um, but I also thought it was pretty interesting how we get to the whole, through the thing. And, um, Amanda doesn't know who he is by name.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and never we never really like sat, like, like sat next to him in numerous classes and and then you get your mix up too, or because he has a letter. is what he has. This yes. letter will change everything. He's rewritten it hundreds of times. Now that now that because like the you know the big conceit of the whole plot is that the day of graduation, Amanda Beckett broke up with Mike Dexter. Mm. You know, and like this is this these are this is his moment to make his move. This is destiny, which is probably your central plot. But like you said, there's all these other plots that there's are so it.
0: much going on. I
1: know because there's like we didn't even mention like the. Fifteen sub characters that get lines and just are there, right? In the party,
0: there's just like, I mean, what are some of the ones that you like? Watermelon like, guy, right?
1: And, and the big haired stoner guy, yeah. Together the whole yes, time. Yes, the, there's the guy who always wants to reminisce.
0: Yes, who? Okay, he's he makes an, <clears throat> an appearance in one of my favorite scenes, is uh, where Preston finally is getting ready to talk to amanda and he's sitting on the couch and then memories guy rolls along and is like god ah, do you remember this time and blah blah blah, and it just starts to get real awkward and real uncomfortable and then finally you know amanda goes away and then preston's like you remember that time when i was about to talk to the most beautiful woman
1: in the world <laughs> you start telling all these asinine stories remember that it <laughs> just happened i love it and then melissa joan hart is like the is, like, the female counterpart, because she wants all the yearbook pictures. That's right. Like, at the end in the diner, they bond over, like, memories are all we have.
0: Yes, she's very, um... They must have
1: Joan Hart's in it, like a throwaway role. Exactly,
0: which, yeah, uh, yearbook girl. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I think they're, what she's called, and, um... Yeah, that's crazy, because I'm pretty sure she was Clarissa...
1: She was I think she was Serena the teenage Ser- witch around. Yeah, that time. Sabrina. Remember, she was, Carissa, was she Okay, so. But then then, think, and then Sabrina the teenage yeah. witch. Yeah. So she was still like she was between like her two big roles so she was like still relevant. Right. Which I thought was it's weird. just,
0: you know, in there, dude, thrown around to uh, get everybody. I'm going to be the first person to get everyone in my class, graduating class to sign the yearbook.
1: Which she said it was like 500 and something. I don't know about your graduate. Mine was only like 160.
0: Mine was like 200 some odd people.
1: Yeah, we were small, but like my gra- average graduating class is like 190 at the high school I graduated from. So that was big. Yeah, that's much. a
0: huge class, which, which kind of puts into perspective for me how a lot of them couldn't have known each other and yeah. whatnot. Because, like, there's, like, a, maybe a half a handful of people that, no, there's a, a good portion of people that I wouldn't recognize or wouldn't know who the hell they were, even if they gave me a name from high school. But yeah. for someone on the levels of where Amanda and Preston were, you would think that they would know each other. But, yeah, I guess my class, it was, like, 200-some-odd people. We started off, our freshman class was, like, f- over 400. Whoa. And we started off as, like, the biggest um, freshman class in Central Catholic history. And then by the time we got to graduation, it was, like cut down to Windows, so yeah <laughs> like transfers and pregnancies and dropouts it was great <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting bunch Aaron intuitively do um so yeah so it's just like there's so much happening it's with the centerpiece it's preston trying to get at amanda and amanda when she finally gets to the party everyone's like oh my god i can't believe she showed her face treat her
1: like she's like a celebrity. And it's I love awesome. the fact it's that. It's awesome how overblown everything is. Right.
0: And I love that there's just like wind blowing. <laughs> yeah. at, like she like stands right there in the doorway and just happens to like catch a breeze. And the, the, the yearbook shots of
1: every major character. You first see the major character mm. every, each time how they have a yearbook shot mm. that says like their quote and their activities and stuff. That's an
0: amazing introduction. I do appreciate that of introduction to characters. And um... yeah. So I mean, this is. Another one, uh, and Kenny finally gets the go ahead for sex. And then he gets himself locked in the bathroom. This is also a, a film about unlikely parents, I guess. And it's yeah. and is and we do kind of see
1: it's about destiny working in weird ways. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So poor Hemplo with Kenny getting locked in the bathroom because <laughs> he has to warm up, yeah. practice, like he's he takes his love back to the bathroom and it's just like
1: it's doing like the weirdest stuff up it's, there
0: he's like looking in the kama sutra book and like trying to practice and he's like pumping up and like
1: it's like contemplating
0: whether to put the jimmy head on first or no no i can't do it now <laughs> <laughs> and um he gets locked in with denise who we find out like earlier on there's like a little throwaway line that they used to be best friends and have yes. sleepovers in like fourth grade and stuff.
1: But she, he wanted to be cool, so you, like bailed on her, like stop hanging out there in middle school to be sit at the trendy table.
0: Yes, which is sad
1: that. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, that. Lauren Ambrose's haircut in the movie's not doing any favors.
0: New, and I also I realized why eyebrow pencils exist.
1: <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah,
0: her eyebrows are way too light, and it was just like
1: no, it's, cra- it's crazy. Like, what's going? Because like, when I was a kid, I was like, "What is up with this girl?" And now that I'm older. I'm like, yeah, hair cut, those eyebrows are not doing favors.
0: It's not a good look for you, Lauren. So, what are some of your favorite moments in this film?
1: Um, that's, that's outside tough. of everything, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know I love one of my favorite lines ever is whenever she's trying to figure out who wrote the letter because she finds it in that in that after he sees her kissing her cousin her cousin a, yeah. which
0: also okay that's that's another brilliant choreography of he sees her kissing her cousin eric paladino vj from mtv yeah
1: <laughs> and um wow good pull
0: and uh he throws it away in the trash
1: because i mean she didn't want it it was unwanted. Right. he just happens to turn the corner when he, and the typical
0: it. movie trope it was yeah. just like you see that the right thing at the wrong time.
1: And <laughs> yeah, he throws that in. But uh, cue Smash Mouth, which they use Smash Mouth every time. Because they use Smash Mouth in the memory at the very beginning. Yes. And then they use Smashmouth again. And it just like gets like st- stuck on the girl's foot. And then the guys with the yes. hockey sticks hit it. And then it like, goes on the record. And then it flies into it's the book. Bu- it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so well done. It like finds its way to her. Yes. Yeah. So
0: it ends up in like the snack bowl right in front of her. Yeah.
1: So she reads it. And she's trying to figure out who it is. And when she approaches Jason Siegel, the watermelon guy... And the stoner guy, and he, they're trying to describe to her when it, what he looks like, and he's like, he's he's kind of tall. <laughs> he wears t-shirts. He sometimes wears t-shirts. He's, uh, sometimes, sometimes, and then it's like <laughs> he's got hair, and she's like, so wait, he's got he's kind of tall, wears t-shirts, and he's like, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> she's like. Just the- Preston. I don't know. uh, His hair is kind of, I don't know, brown. No, it's not really brown. Oh, he's tall. Yeah. He's kind of tall, sort of tall. And he's, like, always wearing, like, T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he's sort of tall. Kind of. With hair. Yeah. And he wears T-shirts. Sometimes. Yeah. Yes. That's it? Yes. Well, I mean, he's Preston. Preston, you know? Preston? I like that guy. Preston! Preston! You know who else I like who never got much play is Velma from Scooby-Doo. Ruby she, Ruby right. no! she was also a cool, she was a hip, hip, hip lady. Cha- I love that scene <laughs> i like uh i love i love whenever um paradise like love burger breaks up the band oh my god
0: so that's another a nice little point is that that band they never play they, they actually never, never play. actually play a song they yeah. like
1: they they break up over wearing t-shirts and like the, <laughs> the fight about him wearing the cowboy hat yes the and, other
0: one looking like lestat <laughs> yeah Rick and mars like
1: he looked like Hootie. He's a like,
0: Hoodie. he looked like lestat
1: <laughs> <laughs> such a throwaway line but it's so funny so they break up and there's no music, so that dude starts playing Paradise City. when William Lichter does that singing scene to Paradise City. And the girl flashes him and yes. he falls and it goes silent. And they have that awesome shot from below where he like jumps up on the table and the microphone just flies up in the air and he catches it and the song starts rocking out.
0: He has a really great like his he has his character obviously has like the most fun. Oh,
1: <laughs> I love William like, Lichter.
0: He goes in like on a mission to go ahead and get revenge, but he gets yeah. caught up in the party for right. the first time ever. He has to take a beer so as to not draw suspicion to himself and like he has like what like he knows exactly how many like he's done his research. He's for- like
1: a chart offline that will tell him how many <laughs> beers he can drink without being intoxicated. When he says the to the friends and the friends are on the roof and they're like, You know what, David? From this light you somewhat resemble David Duchovny. <laughs> and he does that like so he's like
0: <gasps> He's so happy. <laughs> he's so
1: <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, he has this thing, but he starts drinking too much, you know? And he starts to... part becomes, like, the life of the party. Right. Like, he is killing it.
0: Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, he's, like, girls are loving him. He's just, like, hanging out with everybody, cracking jokes. And he's just, like...
1: I love it. And they keep cutting to his friends laying on the roof together. Like, just, like, random shots. Like, him playing with his retainer, like, a Klingon warship. And,
0: and they're doing, like, the uh, lightsaber wars with flashlight. Yeah. flashlights. they lose the lights
1: and get scared. <laughs>
0: it's... Oh my god, this movie. There's just so much that goes on in this film. It's
1: very cool. I still quote this movie to this day. Like, it's, It's like, there's two movies I quote. It's this and it's Training Day. Yeah. Like, those are my, <laughs> like, those <laughs> Those are my two, like, those are my two, like, biggest movies I'll watch anytime. time. Training Day is probably not that surprising that, I'd like. No. But. Th- but it's, like, on the scale of, like, between Training Day, like,
0: that's Lance. He quotes Training Day and can't hardly wait. <laughs> that's, like,
1: anybody knows me. Honestly, I'll just, to this day, I'll drop them both. <laughs> I, I really do like this movie, like, a lot.
0: So this is, like, your go-to, f- that
1: that good feel. Yeah. That,
0: uh, I don't really feel like paying attention. Or a nap movie, perhaps. I want to yeah. take a nap. If it's on, I'll watch it.
1: No doubt. <laughs> so is it a game cha- Is it a day changer? <laughs> yeah. If, if I see it's on, I get pretty excited. Because like, there was, like, the, there was one summer where I made my friends. It was on HBO, circling on HBO in, like, 2005. I made my friends watch it so many times. That's where the game came from.
0: Alright, so we are going to take a quick break, and we're going to get into a little bit more about this movie, and then we're going to talk about that damn game. No problem. Determined that your love of this movie has a lot to do with nostalgia. Absolutely. And whatnot. So, um... Did you have yourself an Amanda in high school?
1: Did I have an Amanda? Um... Hmm. That's a loaded question. I, Because I was the type... Seeing as
0: it's still so close to when you graduated, there's a lot of people <laughs> might still be
1: in your circle. No, it's just more that I always, like... I always had... Like I was the type I always had a girlfriend, you know what I mean? Okay. They were like two to three months at a time. But like there was definitely those that i had pined for, you know? And like especially if I had because like, there was definitely one that I had dated at the beginning of my my beginning of my senior year that didn't work out, but I was like remained like, you know, pining afterwards. But I mean there had I mean I was I was such a romantic, you know what I mean? Like in a lot of ways. And, you know, towards life in general mm-hmm. you know like i you know i was one of I had these big things i wanted to do but i, I was just i was constantly in love oh. <laughs> like i was that uh, time oh, you're like, just <laughs> like, i mean it's as i as i got older and the world became more realistic and you know, i had more serious relationships and realized you know i became a little more guarded but back then i was just like it was oh i was very God. i was very quick to fall in love you know what i mean i wrote poetry in high school oh my goodness like I, yeah i did it was not bad it was free verse i didn't rhyme it it was free verse poetry but it wasn't bad you, know? but you I, I,
0: are i such a sweetheart. <laughs> uh, under,
1: underneath, underneath, like the <laughs> bloody movies. Yeah, underneath exterior. the bloody movies and the muttering and like the like grin. Like I, you know, I, I, it's still still within beats the heart of a romantic. You know, now you mm-hmm. have to dig a little more to find it. Oh, you know? but like back then, like back in high school, I was very much romantic. I would draw these pictures for myself. Like I, I recently dug through like a bin, not unlike that mm-hmm. one over there, like a big plastic Rubbermaid bin of just stuff that I've had like running from like '99 to like 2010. And there was so much stuff in there. It's a lot the of, like, drawings. poetry and drawings Dra- and stuff. Well, the poetry was mostly digital. Unfortunately, a lot of it got lost because it was on postpoems.com. And then they – I never backed it up. And then they, like, swiped their, their thing clean. So I have some of it still. Oh. But, like, a lot of, like, the, the really good stuff's probably gone to the ages. I mean, I had one published, I remember, called, like, Songbird or something. Nice. But, like, you know, that was cool because doing that, like, being, like, a 12th grade kid, I had some – some lady, like, private messaged me about how my poetry helped her through a hard time. Uh, you know, making a difference in someone's Look life when you. you're 18 was kind of cool. But, you know, I was very romantic, so, I mean... I had multiple Amanda's. That's, that's, the, that's, the, sh- <laughs> okay. that's the short answer. Gotcha. You know? like multiple. I, I like, just,
0: every other month there was an Amanda. I was just, I was just looking for love, you know? And, like, yeah.
1: whenever, you know, this one broke up after three to five, you know, three to five months, I was just looking to the new, like, the new love, you know? I was always... Into that freshness of a new, yeah, thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of did.
0: It's like
1: because a lot
0: of things about this movie works so well. Um, A lot of the what ifs and the 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 tug of war of a lot of the things um, it works so well because it's a '90s movie. Like, if you were to set the scene now, like a lot of it wouldn't work. As well,
1: that's what the filmmakers even say. Cell phones and Facebook,
0: right? Exactly. It's got like
1: farce humor where it's like, I, I don't know where this person is. I can't find them. Right, so, like,
0: exactly. Yeah. So like, and the whole like getting into the the telephone line and you know that his whole interaction with Jenna Elfman, yeah, aka Angel Stripper, <laughs> and um, yeah. that wouldn't have happened, and they probably wouldn't have been listening to the radio to begin with. Yeah, so to hear Mandy
1: randomly. That's uh, good point. He's like, oh, Mandy's on Spotify,
0: right? And he would. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably would have poked demand on Facebook or something years ago. Yeah, like he would have creeped so, on
1: her on Facebook, for like right? Years. So
0: it's just like that's a, another pure.
1: And the internet came shortly after, because I mean, you know, america wasn't Pi very could, long after. American Pie came out the next year and had a plot point about a webcam, right? You know what I mean, so it was beginning, you know, and
0: yeah, like he had to actually go find a uh, payphone in this
1: movie. Call Barry Manilow. <laughs> So it's just
0: little things like that that just, just kind of help appreciate it that much more. Which you know, it's even it's just one of the better teen movies for that time period, and it's just like most of us would have, you know, like Empire Records or even folks my age, um, Breakfast Club oh, yeah, <laughs> or like movie. Pretty in Pink and yeah. stuff like that, where you put. Breakfast Club, and now they're all looking on their cell phones. Yeah, they just at, like nobody ever talks to each other. They probably barely interact. In the yeah, hall. exactly. Yeah. So it's just.
1: I think I think a lot of I think I think uh things that rely on that sort of farcical humor, mm-hmm. like comedic farce, is another is a genre that's sort of suffered with technology, much like like horror has. Before right. it was easy, like now you have to like, make an excuse that the cell phone doesn't work. Or, like, exactly. Or certain things don't happen. You have to like ride around technology now to make things work. As far as it was easy, whenever it's like, you know, Seinfeld episodes are lost in the parking garage. Right. You know?
0: Now, for whatever reason, Google tells me where I parked my car.
1: And I don't know how
0: <laughs> it knows. I, my car That's is crazy. not electronic. Like, there's no GPS or Bluetooth in my car.
1: That's crazy. I don't yeah. know
0: what the fuck is happening, but I don't like it, Big Brother. <laughs> that's pretty,
1: that's pretty crazy. Like, I went to the zoo recently. I took a picture of the Leopards. Like, the, I got a picture of the snow, of the leopard with its baby, like uh-huh. right together on the stick. Aww. It's pretty awesome. And, like, I just, all I did, and then I got out of the zoo and I looked at my phone, and it was like, it figured out based on where I was in the <laughs> photo, because my GPS stuff was off, uh-huh. that I was at the Pittsburgh Zoo, and it's like, do you want to upload this picture from the Pittsburgh Zoo to you? Facebook? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <But> yeah. I saw the phone away, <laughs> tossed it in the water. That's it. I'm done.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a simpler time, so you could have simpler plots Right. like that, you know?
0: And, um, oh um yeah, your Watermelon Guy, Jason Segel, this was his film debut.
1: Was his first movie ever? Yeah. That's great, because he became very successful. Yes, absolutely. For being Watermelon Guy, like, he became, like, a headliner.
0: Yeah. From, like, <clears throat> like I loved his character in How I Met Your Mother, but, like, so many Judd Apatow <laughs> flicks oh, yeah. that he's been in.
1: Well, if you'd have been, like, you know, taking me back to 2004, we'll say, you know, I'm out of high school and, like, watching this movie still, and you're like, that guy, the Watermelon Guy, is going to, like... Make the best Muppets movie in years. I'd be like, "What?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, you like wrote and directed that movie. It that movie was good. Yeah, no, it was actually it was very good. Just <laughs> because there's just so many people in this movie, and I was reading about it last night. I guess it was because there had been a small since like Scream, there had been like a small like dearth of like teen focused movies mm-hmm. in the mid '90s. So this was like going to be the first movie like that was so like teen focus since like clueless you know okay like, then, like two in like two years since clueless or something okay so everybody tried out for it like everybody in that age group that would go for the roles them. they all showed up that's so, like,
0: and they put them all in the film too it's like crap. anybody who was at the studio that day is like yeah come on down we probably holy have a crap, role a lot you. of people
1: in this movie <laughs> so let's talk about even jerry o'connell's in this movie that's
0: right Oh my god, okay. Trip McNeely. <laughs> yes, with the <laughs> douchiest fucking name ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like... Did you notice that his frat is like the if you look it's... at the characters D.I.K. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's amazing. Delta Iota Kappa? Yeah. That's amazing. DIK <laughs> <laughs> So the whole point of Mike Dexter breaking up with Amanda is that he wants to be ready to date college women. And uh, he tries to get his other friends to break up with their girls. Yes, like They're not old, having crazy plans, But they've reason. got them tickets to like, what, Smashing Pumpkins yeah. or something? <laughs> one of them is Jamie Presley.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And um, so uh, Mike's doing his thing. Well, Freddie Rodriguez
1: is one of the throwaway friends. Six that's, feet right. Under. that's right. That's yeah. right. There was like
0: Eric Balfour, also Six Feet Under.
1: Yeah. So. I don't know. If, is there anybody else from the show on there? I know there was at least those three
0: or those three, yeah, That, from what I can recall. Yeah, Frederica
1: yeah. is just, like, hanging out in, like, a yellow mesh tank top is what of With the friend. fucking yellow sunglasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and <side>. visor. Yes!
0: <laughs> oh, my God. But this is the thing of beauty is, like, it, you know, um, Mike is just being a dick and trying to prepare to for all the babes he's going to lay in college. And then, like, I guess throughout the party, is just not kind of going his way, or he's feeling kind of bummed.
1: Yeah, it's really ripping him down. And
0: he's sitting in the backyard, and Trip
1: McNeely shows up. After he hits on Selma Blair for, like, one line of her dialogue.
0: That's right, Selma (laughs) Blair. Which, um, yeah, he hits on, like, these two girls, and they're like, oh, yeah, remember you called
1: us skanks. Skanky. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they, uh, you know, diss him.
1: Jeff Gurner, such a weird name. Oh, my God. Jeff Gurner said you called us skanky. (laughs) You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: another thing that's kind of authentic, and I don't know what it is about high school. Yeah. But the names. Yes, the names of people. They're very specific. Well, if
1: there's people they went to high school with. Those throwaway names, like Jeff Gurner. The the, <laughs> right. the directors went to high school with people like that, like those names. That's why, because they're real people.
0: Absolutely. Because to this day, it's, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, Scott Lewandowski. You know, that, that dude, Todd Hansen, remember him? Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's just. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but yes, it's, it's it's real. You just, yeah. So, um, Trip McNeely shows up who apparently was the Mike Dexter the year before. And, uh, Mike is super pumped to see him again. He's got
1: his polo shirt on. And his
0: boat shoes with no socks.
1: And my brother, my brother was in, my brother was in college from, uh, 95 to 99 Mm. and was in a frat. So when Trick McNeely should in that movie, my brother had like a thousand friends who looked just like Trip McNeely.
0: <laughs> it was absolute perfection. Yeah. <laughs> and uh trip basically tells him it's not all it's cracked up to be. Uh he came she- and
1: get digits as a freshman.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what happened? College chicks are totally different, bro. They're all serious and shit. They all talk about world issues and. economological crap. They all want to date older guys. Yeah, but. Not all of them, right? Way it goes. How I even tried crawling back to Janine. She was all cozy with some senior, he's a pre-med. They all are. Guys like us, we are a dime a dozen.
0: <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, "That's the only advice I can give you: that and where... flip flops in
1: the shower. I got warts all over my feet. And He like gets up and just leaves them. It's like nice seeing you, trip, trip McNeely." <laughs>
0: it's just little things like that that's just kind of like perfection about this movie there is there's a nice little um, a little story or a, a little what's the word I'm looking for I, not theory. what's the word I'm looking for there's a, a lesson to be learned oh moral yes there's a moral to the story but there are all these like perfectly timed comedic just small parts just yeah. small
1: moments like pepper through the whole movie. yeah just
0: kind of tossed in there this is like yeah there's a little bit of chuckle for you there. there's
1: so many people like the girl who's thrown the party and her oh whole, god her like her life out. is like falling apart as the night goes on there's like the exchange like the, student the poor girl gets like the big stain on her stomach and her hair starts to fall out of the bun and right stuff.
0: she starts off so prim and proper so perfect and She's nicely like freaking out by the
1: end
0: <laughs> opens the refrigerator door <gasps> who did that <laughs>
1: It's, a, it's There's so many, like, little characters throughout the whole movie that you just sort of begin to appreciate it, you know? Like, yeah. Like the stoner guys, like the watermelon stoner guys. They have no real role, but they keep showing up. Right. Like, whenever William Lichter's looking at the stars, talking about, like, maybe they have that pretzel, and he's like, maybe it's just God's salt. <laughs> yes. Like, God's just waiting to eat us. <laughs> and they're, like, really freaked out. <laughs> it's a thing of fucking beauty. Um,
0: so let's talk about your game.
1: Oh, the game we used to play. Yeah. Yes. It's, I mean, it's pretty much is a direct riff of... Kevin of six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but oh. well, we would call it the three degrees of can't really wait.
0: Mm.
1: And we would try to tie three. You know, any movie at all to can't really wait in three steps or less. But the better you could, the quicker you could do it, the better. Okay, and we would pick an actor like it was always just an actor or an actress uh-huh. or like a movie. Like, we would just because we would that summer in 2004 2003, it was the house I would hang out with was the house I named my production company after Locust Street, okay, in the corner in one of the house streets was Locust, so I used to always stand on this, hang on this corner of Locust Street. And, like, uh, with those guys, we'd watch this movie hundreds of times that right. summer. And we would just sit there and throw out movies. And without looking it up, we would try our best to figure it out. Like, I mean, I my, my crowning achievement was Citizen Kane. Oh, jeez. Was connecting Citizen Kane to Carely Waite. How many Because so, It took, like, three. But there were so many people that, like, I could How do it.
0: What the fuck? Did you, like, get into, like, it relatives? Was, it was
1: because it's such a ridiculous pull. It was because... Um, okay, so Orson Welles is in that. Whenever it's, like, you know, first step. Because Orson Welles, being another thing that's, like, your first step. Right. So Orson Welles, who's in that, was the voice of Unicron, who was the villain of the Transformers animated movie, right? <laughs> that's, that's your first one. And then... <laughs> his last role ever, or whatever, was freaking the Transformers cartoon movie. You
0: just had that. Yeah, because, like, knew some,
1: one of these guys in this group was obsessed with Transformers, so he would make jokes about it all the time. So, like... And then your second step is um, Eric Idle was also, from Monty Python, was a voice in that movie. And he was in European Vacation, you know. With and, Ethan Embry. Well, that's with Chevy Chase, who oh, was okay. in Vegas Vacation. You just had the Vegas three- Vacation. With Ethan Embry.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, we could do it with a lot of that's movies. That's impressive. Because,
1: I mean, any Christian Bale movie is an instant one step. Because Freddy Rodriguez was with Christian Bale in Harsh Times. <laughs> so every Batman, like anything Christian Bale is instantly Fuck. one step away from Kelly Creed. Creed, I haven't, I mean... Okay,
0: so we've got Sylvester Stallone, Michael yeah. B. Jordan.
1: Oh, boy. See, the problem with this game is there's so much thinking time. I don't know how podcast Oh, wait, we can totally edit. Yeah, I Michael. guess it's true.
0: <laughs> I think, okay. What did I say, Creed? Yeah. Okay, so Creed, we've got Michael B. Jordan, who was in that awkward moment or whatever with Michael, Mike, my, ugh, Miles Teller. Or Fantastic
1: Four, yeah, I Yeah, or right? Fantastic so Four. That's your first one, because it's like... Okay,
0: so Fantastic Four. And then Miles Teller was in that awkward moment or whatever with Zac Efron.
1: Zac Efron in a movie with...
0: Zac Efron. This might be a little bit one step more, but Zac Efron was in that movie with Seth Rogen, where they were the next door, the, they him and his wife lived next door to a fraternity.
1: Was well, Michael B. Jordan in that awkward moment?
0: Yes. So he so was. Is, he was yeah. he, so he's in it. With, all right, so, all right well, with Zach Efron. So
1: that's your first one. And okay. then next one is Seth Rogen. So then Seth Rogen and Jason C Oh, that's three. Yeah. They did, I mean, there might be more efficient way, because there's always so many ways, but that's one. Right. That, so he just did it that's right a there. very short way, yes. Yeah, so it's Creed, yeah, to that awkward moment, to whatever movie he... Like, what has. is the
0: name of that fucking movie now?
1: Because Jason C he's not in. It's is Which one? Uh... <laughs> it's not, It's not, um... Jason Siegel's not Knocked Up, is he? I see, we're all in so many movies. I know, he's gotta be in a movie Is it, he's is 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 in This Is The End? He's not in that, is he?
0: I think Jason Segel's in This Is The End. Um.
1: Cause they're all from know. the same crew.
0: Right. They've gotta be in that same movie together. Just okay, what is the fucking name of that movie with Efron and...
1: That's like Neighbors or something Yes Okay so
0: that's Neighbors And um What did we say Uh, Seth Rogen Was he in Sarah Marshall
1: Was Seth Rogen in it Yeah, Jason Siegel is in, is in both uh, Knocked Up and This is the End. Okay. And also Freaks and Geeks. So they've been oh, three different things uh, together. Yes,
0: Freaks and Geeks. They've been three different things together. Yes, all so, right. Yeah. So nice. there you yeah, go, you just did it. <sighs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the
1: fun of it. And sometimes, and then it's like once you do it once, you just sort of go through, dig through IMDb and see if there's a quicker way to do it. Yeah, you know but I mean? that's
0: pretty fast though. I mean, that's pretty short.
1: Yeah, It's like there's just so many people in it that have sort of spread their feelers out. It's like, crazy. You, know, <laughs> it's you can sort so of... Get to almost anybody. Now, so then that that makes an immediate sort of any Seth Rogen picture. Yeah. Like anything that has him in it is immediately tied to Karen Lee Witt because of Jason Siegel. You know what I mean? So, like all that crew, like all that movies, like James Franco, like all those guys. So now you've got
0: that. Yeah, for a while, my husband and I were playing uh, Six Degrees of James Franco.
1: (laughs) Does that one work? It kind of
0: does. Like, it worked for a while because, uh, like, we were even going so far as, like, doing musicians. Like I think we connected Q-tip. I don't remember how we did it, but I'm pretty sure that we connected Q-tip to, to James Franco. Really? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean that was. It's the... not.
0: It's probably on. It's. I think it's on the episode uh, where we uh, talk about the tribe called Quest album. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's. <laughs> so there's the proof there. Um, but yeah, and speaking of music, like you said, the soundtrack, a nice '90s throwback of just. All of the poppy goodness. And I see colors, I swear, when I hear Smash Mouth. It's just... Uh, <laughs> Smash Mouth. It's so much.
1: It's so much. It's so bright. It takes me back, Smash Mouth. Same thing with Eve 6 and freaking... Not as much.
0: I, 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 yeah, Third
1: Eye Blind and Eve 6, I still... They take me back with not as much as Smash Mouth. Like, <laughs> that was one of the first CDs I ever got was their Fushy Man. Oh, really? Walking on the Sun, one of the first CDs I ever got. <laughs> and speaking
0: of music, um, Ethan Embry's... In this, the scene where I think he's driving back to the party, or maybe away from the party, uh, Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits plays. And it's yeah. a nice little montage hey, moment. Romeo. <laughs> yes. And there's also a scene in Empire Records. Well, they play that. That's... Where that plays.
1: Oh, really? Where,
0: and it's one of his scenes, too. Really? Yeah, where that plays. He's, like, um, dusting, and then he, like... Happens upon this little ballerina oh, girl. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's
1: when he's driving back because they show other scenes Like they're so Ken, right. they show Kenny and Denise in the bathroom. and like yes. so the party's winding down. They play that song. Right. Yeah.
0: Which I can't imagine. Like, I think this party went on to like what four a.m. or something. Oh, like, That'd be uh... a long
1: freaking time. But well, they uh, they said from all accounts making this movie was a blast <laughs> because like they just encouraged everyone to have as much fun as they could in the background. Because if you look, one of the things we would do is like point the extras that often showed up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like there was like the goths that are in the whole way through the movie. There's yeah. these goth kids. There's like this girl we always called Bird Girl cuz she has like no chin. She's like this really long neck. She <laughs> looks like an ostrich. She's always uh. dancing really weird. <laughs> She's like a baby blue shirt and this like really short 90s haircut.
0: Oh my god. Um so All right. So now it's time to rate it and I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to rate it out. What do you rate it out of? 1 to, one to 5. 5. <laughs> 5. Boom. Um I'm going to have to go with 4. That's fine. Just I don't take out. it personal. Uh, I, I know. I mean, you didn't make the movie, so I'm, <laughs> I should hope you don't take I mean, it personal. My
1: heart dead, I feel.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna go home and write some poetry about it, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I know it's not a perfect movie. I just love it. No, it's not.
0: And I am... I am. It's... I don't know. The, even my my rating system is not so much as... Oh my god, it's like, you know... There's cinematic genius happening here it's just more of an enjoyment yeah perspective um if i can get into it if i got into it that kind of thing so it's just like you know yeah it's a solid four for me and am i down to watch it again sure I'd watch it again.
1: It's a good Sunday afternoon kind of movie. And I know, you know you'd it. watch it again. <laughs> if you got people, like it's like a it's like a Friday, Saturday, and you're drinking it at home. Yeah, it's people. a nice background film. Yeah, it really is. Because
0: it's really one of those that you just kind of like, especially if you've seen it once or twice before, yeah. then you know what's happening, and you just kind of like catch Definitely. your favorite moments on it. Um, you can watch Har- Can't Hardly Wait on demand, is where I watched it, for three ninety nine, or on Amazon, and you probably owned it, you yeah? know? you own it? Yeah, I own it. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. I was a little concerned. Did oh, I you, definitely have it. Do you have a large DVD collection? DVD um,
1: collection? Surprisingly, not really. I mean, uh, I guess it's, it's, I have like a standing, probably as tall as your bookshelf, but uh-huh. it's like one column, and it's full oh, of really? DVDs. Yeah, but like, I haven't bought DVDs in a long time. I don't buy a lot of Blu-rays. I, one of my do hobbies. you buy digital? Um, I don't really, I don't like really buy a lot of movies I just rely on whatever's on demand now because I have Hulu I got Netflix I, gotcha. have, I have like a couple premium channels there's so many options now it's yeah. almost pointless to purchase it's crazy DVDs yeah, like there's so many movies I could watch if I wanted to and, even, and you know I'm not against spending like the two bucks to, right. But if I really want a movie I get on Amazon and I buy it you know yeah. but one of my I mean I don't get to do it as much anymore now that I sort of have my thumbs in so many pies one of the things I like to, do, I like to play video games mm-hmm. you know more of like a single player story type of dude Yeah. and those aren't cheap so no. if I'm like, you know, if I'm looking at buying something, it's almost always going to be a game or a movie, or like How a couple movies. Where do you have movies.
0: time to do that? Because I haven't been, had time to play a video game in forever.
1: I mean, I find it. I guess I, I have the luxury. I have the. I have the blessing of not needing oh, the, a lot of sleep. Oh, I, and I you also need...
0: work from home now, don't you?
1: Yeah, no, I do. There it is. Yeah, but I mean, I just, I only need about five to six hours of sleep in a night and I'll be fine. Oh, so that's
0: all going to change soon, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: creeping up on me.
0: Um, what are one of, some of your favorite video games?
1: Um, I mean, I'm a big open world dude. I'm a big, like, I like current stuff, you mean, or, like, overall? Like, so I've been playing um, them like since what I was you, a kid. Well,
0: yeah, like, what are you playing now? Like, some uh, of the current stuff? Witcher 3. What's that like, about?
1: It's like a RPG, like, an action type RPG where you sort of. Yeah. Okay. You know it's like it's like sort of medieval but it's more of a Game of Thrones kind of medieval where it's not a very nice world you but okay. um, I don't really like medieval stuff much but I really like that world hmm. you know I play like the Mad Max game it's another open world one. Oh, there's a Mad yeah. Max game yeah it's pretty dope Huh? You build up your car and like do some like badass stuff I like I'm, I'm really into, I don't play anything online I'm not a multiplayer no. guy it's more of a like check out like just like engage my imagination type of experience for me right yeah you know?
0: like the last it's been a long time but like I was playing L.A. Noire. Yeah, I played and, that. Um, Assassin's Creed. I like those. But like, I bought the second one, but never unwrapped. it. I still haven't even yeah. gotten to it yet. And um, like Hitman, though, that's my shit. Like, that's oh, the yeah. one I, like that those. I absolutely love. That
1: one. They just put out a new one of those. That I guess pretty get pretty good.
0: Yeah, and I think that one, the way they do it now, it's no longer. <sighs>
1: episodic yeah yeah I, I bet when the last episode's out they'll put out a disc with all okay
0: because i'm not really down with that whole episodic bullshit they'll, like
1: they'll do it. they'll put out a disc for people like people like you that would buy it if they didn't do it that right way.
0: that's all i want i just want one disc just let me do my thing so i also like to visit the Bechtel test are you familiar? oh
1: yeah if two if yes. two women actually interact with which mad max destroys
0: Oh my god, yes.
1: The Fury Road yes. crushes it.
0: So, if you all out there are not familiar with what the Bechtel test is, it is a type of litmus test to assess the presence of women in movies. It originated from Alison Bechtel's comic, Dykes to Watch Out For, in 1985. The rules of the test are as follows. One, it has to have at least two named women in it. This does have two named women.
1: But dude, does any of them talk to Amanda and
0: Denise. They need to talk to each other.
1: But But not about a guy.
0: Right. And the fact that not many people have actual names in this film. Yeah. That makes it much more difficult. The like the only two females that actually have a name are Amanda and Denise. And they never talk to each other.
1: No, I don't think they do. And the ones that do, and it's the movie's so focused on relationships, it's almost does anybody talk about anybody else without talking about having sex with them or dating <laughs> them?
0: I don't think so. So it's another one. It's like other this, this like is a William, high school movie. Other than like
1: William Lichter, I guess. He talks about getting revenge Revenge, on, but everyone else just seems to talk about other people in a relationship way of life. Yeah. Because even all of all of Preston and Denise's conversations are about freaking Amanda Beckett. Right. But it does not as from what I can understand it does not pass.
0: I don't think it does. But that is okay. It's just one of those films that it's fine. It's fine. Uh but it's it's definitely a, a fun movie to watch and I would highly suggest that anybody, if you were, if you lived in or around the 90s, you would absolutely appreciate Especially this Especially the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, like this This hits that sweet spot. And, and don't
1: um, write it off. It's not like the, because there was a, a lot of team movies coming out afterwards that I don't even remember a lot a of A lot of them.
0: Freddie Prinze Jr. Yeah. vehicles. Like, she's like all they, that. They it's... were really, really trying to make yeah. him the next Andrew McCarthy. I don't know what <laughs> <reason. laughs>
1: But it's, it's less She's All That, you know, it's not... I don't think it's a lot like She's All That as much, like...
0: No. Which I couldn't remember which one. For a, a while, I kept getting confused as to which movie it was that you were stoked about. Was, was it She's All That or oh, was boy. it Can't yeah. Hardly Wait? <laughs> 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 Alright, well, that's it about Can't Hardly Wait, unless you have no. any more... I'll spare you. Because <laughs> Lance is a Stan. He is a Can't Hardly Wait Stan. Um... Just one last question, though. Who is your most favorite character out of this film? Oh wait, did we? T-
1: um, out of this film, it's tough. I would probably, I want to say, Preston Myers, but it might be William Lichter. Oh, okay. I, I thought just, you were gonna go Watermelon Man. I, mean, I, <laughs> I just, I just love William <laughs> Lichter. I just love his whole thing. You know, I like, love his progression. There's yeah. his growth. Throughout it's so the funny and like so charming the whole way through.
0: There is a yeah. It's 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 adorable.
1: Yeah, I just love that guy. <laughs>
0: That's great. All right, cool. <coughs> Where can folks find you online and your podcasts and stuff? Um,
1: I mean, I have a Facebook, but then I got my, my Twitter's at Locust Lance. Okay. Uh, uh, um We got a YouTube channel, which you can just get to by going for now, locuststreetentertainment.com Entertainment.com. It'll forward you until the website's up. Okay. So there's two ways a good way to find us. I got, I got some good horror shorts there, I got a lot of podcasts. Like three hundred plus episodes.
0: Are you serious?
1: Yeah, because I like, did it because I was doing a lot of those three of those weekly Shit. until I switched to biweekly because I decided to not kill myself anymore. Holy cats! They're, they're banked. I think I think two shows are in the one teens and ones in the one twenties. Damn, son! I know
0: you I were know. not playing around. I don't know what the hell I uh, them. Is it? Are they all on YouTube?
1: <laughs> oh, the podcast? Yeah, the um,
0: YouTube, iTunes, uh, iTunes,
1: Stitcher, Libsyn, Stitcher. all three. I mean the. The website has links on every post, to all three okay. sources. So, but you can find... If you search Locast, L-O-C-A-S-T on iTunes or Stitcher, all the shows will come up.
0: All right. Word. And, um, like, please subscribe, follow, like, talk to all that stuff, uh, us on Twitter at podcast or Down to Watch Podcast on Facebook. And um, check us out on iTunes and Libsyn. This episode... The Down to Watch podcast is under rugged angel productions you will find three other podcasts in that same feed all right until next time thanks lance
1: thank you